0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit presenceoc.org. I don't know. I just like to honor people. And, uh, you know, some people are driving like an hour to get here. An hour to get here. I'm going to be really blunt. Like, I wouldn't drive an hour um, to go to church. So I see people like that. And I just, I'm like, you're amazing. Like, you do that, that blows my mind. I think, honestly, if I was God, like, you would get extra. Um. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, those people need to get extra. So if, if that's you, raise your hand now. I'm just kidding. Um. Uh. <laughs> Today's offering goes to you. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. This really is just me every Sunday, isn't it, though? I mean, all right. Um. I'm a really serious person, actually. Um, <laughs> hey, I just had this thought that if you're new or you're, you know, we've only been doing this for, what, six weeks, seven weeks? I don't even know. Um, if you're new and you haven't figured this out yet, we don't really have a passion to do church. We actually have a really strong passion to do family and worship God together. So I don't really know. I, I feel like God's always changing what community and family looks like, um, especially if he's just trying to represent himself, right? The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, that's a, that's a small community right there. Um, if he's just trying to teach us about himself all the time, like and God is like limitless, like don't you think we're still learning about family and community? So the reality is if you're coming on a Sunday morning, I want you to know like we're we're gonna figure this out together. Not from a place of we don't have it, because you've got all of God right now, but you're still trying to figure him out. And you've got, and we've got all of community here, but we're still trying to figure out how do we go deeper in love with each other and in love with with God, right? Because I promise you, you have, like, you've arrived in the sense that God's all in you. There's nothing left to give you. But I like to think, too, like, in a sense, like, there's so much of God that I haven't figured out yet. And really how that really changes my life is there's so much love that he has to give me that I've yet to fully grab a hold of. And that's all I'm after. I'm after being loved more and more every Sunday, every day of my life. So that's what we do here. I just thought, as you we, as we do our seventh service, <laughs> it's so funny to me, um, I, I want to paint a picture of what we're building here. Because if you want to keep coming back, you're one of the builders. I'm not building anything. Um, it's, it's just me, right? I'm just, a, I'm just a son of God up here um, with a vision that God said, Jesse, this is what you're called to do. And everybody has a different calling on your life, but you're absolutely just as powerful and as important as I am. So if you, if, if you grab a hold of that as we do Sunday mornings here, that's a good, a good thing to grab a hold of. Um... um Couple things I want to mention before I dive in. <laughs> oh, and I like to laugh a lot. Um, one thing: if you're here, last, who was here last week? Raise your hand. We had like a lot of people. It was so good. Azusa revival, uh, the Azusa Street um, 110 year anniversary was last Saturday, and um, uh, if you didn't know, it's okay. But there was um, seventy to eighty thousand Christians at the USC Coliseum Stadium, or whatever they called that, last Saturday for fifteen hours, um, and uh, in the rain, praying and worshiping for fifteen hours, um, and the testimonies, and then of course the whole week people were, um, were, were uh, essentially they were, they were celebrating what happened in Azusa, uh, on Azusa Street, one hundred ten years ago, and if you don't know. 110 years ago in Azusa Street, there was a big revival started by a guy named William Seymour Jr., who's a black man, only one eye, and God decided that was a good place to bring revival through. Amen. Um, how, many, how many of you guys know you're not disqualified from, uh, from bringing the presence of God? <laughs> if he could do it for a man with only one eye that nobody liked, <laughs> he can do it through you. Um, but the Azusa Street revival basically launched a, an international, worldwide revival. Any any revival after that was touched by that revival. Um, it's just amazing. Um, I almost want to talk about that for a while. But um, but if you were here last week, you'll know you'll you'll knew, know knew um, knew that we didn't have any like speakers. We were literally unplugged. And the reason we were unplugged was because we were told we couldn't have live music. And you needed a conditional use permit. And so we went to the city and they gave us all the paperwork. And we're like, all right, we'll do it. Um, Well, this week we found out we're we're exempt. So we don't need one. Yay, God! (laughs) (laughs) But it was really good last week, wasn't it? Like, It was like the best Sunday we've ever had. So um, we might just unplug sometimes. Because who knows what community looks like, right? So anyway... Um, yay God. I like to keep everybody on their toes. (laughs) We're gonna have a mariachi band next week. (laughs) I'm just thinking about that. That would be awesome. Ah, okay. Um you know what I felt like God wanted to do for just just a little bit? I um that's really bright, so I'm stepping out of the light. Um I'll just stand in front of my wife. My wife was awesome, wasn't she? (laughs) She just starts laughing and it's over. I'm just like, it's done. We got revival. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Can I share some testimonies of what God's been doing in our community and around our community? See, sometimes you just come to church and you think it's about you. And, um, And it's really not. It's so much not about you that, that, that God killed you, right? right? I, I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So literally, like, when you got saved, God said, you know, he's like, he's like listen, it's not about you. I'm actually going to get rid of you and put a new you in place. And it's actually a spiritual you, not an old fleshly you. So the gospel really isn't about, all about you it's about it's about loving God and loving others and being loved by God. But it's you actually don't have to take care of you. God, that's God's job. Um, and you, you just get to enjoy, um, enjoy God and enjoy each other, which is why we which is why community and family is so darn important. Because it's about the person next to you. I think we're going to preach on that later. Um, but I just want to share testimonies. Because if you don't know what God's doing around you, you might be You might be, you you might just, you may just not know that God is doing incredible things in our midst, around us. And I know all of you guys have some pretty awesome testimonies, but, um, but I just hear about some of them. So if you have a testimony that God did something through your life, you got a job that like was impossible to get, like you saw, you prayed for somebody for the first time, and and they they used to be able to only move their hand, their arm this much, and now they can move it this much, like. Anything at all. I love testimonies. We have a website. We have a website. You can go contact at presenceoc.org. Send me your, your testimonies. Um, that's like, that's all Jesus did, right? He walked around telling testimonies and, he, and, and creating his own testimonies. And if you look at the, the Israelites all throughout history, all the book of the Bible is a bunch of stories about the goodness of God showing up in people's lives. And they even built altars to remember the testimonies, right? I think they're called like Ebenezer's. And they they'd cross the Jordan, and then they they'd build an altar to say, "Remember what God did." And they did see the cycle happened. I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm off track a little bit, but the cycle was that that the Israelites would would follow God, and they'd have all these awesome things happen to them. Wow, we you know the um, you know Joseph and 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 uh, the. Uh, the, the, the Walking around Jericho, it fell. Awesome testimony. And then what happened is they'd stop talking about what God did. And then they'd fall away from God. And God would have to send a judge or a prophet to say, hey, repent, let's get back to the goodness of God. And so they'd, get, they'd all repent. And then they'd start having more testimonies, right? And then they'd forget, stop talking about them, and they'd fall away from God again. It's a, it's a pattern, Right? so I don't ever want to stop telling testimonies. I don't ever want to stop talking about God. Honestly, my favorite thing about Facebook is I get to read what God's doing in people's lives. I like your pictures. They're cool and they're cute. Um, but um, but I, really, I really like to hear what God's doing. It makes me really happy. So I'm just going to share some testimonies kind of close to our community. Um, uh, let's see. How did I do this? Ah. Okay, here we go. Sorry. I'm not a professional, um, but I really love Jesus, and I'm called to this, so it's okay. Um, So this is kind of fun. This is kind of short, but there's a church up in Reading that basically bussed down almost 2,000 of their ministry school students, and they had all these buses. And I started looking at this. I was looking on Facebook, and I saw this little thread, and and the question was, whose bus drivers got saved? I'm hearing lots of them. Please post their stories. ours did. Thank you, Jesus. Also ours. Chris Cruz, this person's team, he came to a zoo that gave his life to Christ, and then half an hour encounter on the floor of their bus, we surrounded them and prayed for them. He gave his life to Jesus. Like, the bus drivers are getting saved! Like, I thought that was good. It's perfectly legal to get get your bus driver saved. All right. Um, This is at a story that happened actually at the Coliseum event last week. Um, and there's a picture. You can't see it. I'm sorry. Um, the, the, but the lady in the middle here, between these two people, um, uh, came to Azusa's, Azusa now, it's called uh, the, the event, 95% deaf. All she could hear was muffled vibrations, and she would read lips. Long story short, my friend and I prayed for her to be healed. I whispered in her ears, saying, repeat after me. She said, repeat after me, and just started weeping. After about 15 minutes I asked her how she was feeling and she said it's so loud. <laughs> Amen. She's 100% healed. Come on. Yeah. And I want you to know like I don't ever I don't ever want to get tired of hearing how God's loving people in miraculous ways. Like if you tell me God healed you of a headache, I'm going to be like that's amazing. That's impossible. He loves you that much? Yeah, he does. So you guys can clap if you want. You don't have to. It's fun. Um, this was by a guy in our community. Uh, I hope it's not too long. I'll, I'll, I'll try and shorten it. Um, it says, I was, this was just happened like three days ago. I was at the laundromat in Laguna Beach. This old man started talking to me. He was limping, so I prayed for his leg. By the way, anybody that has any sickness at all, you can pray for them. God said, heal the sick. Thus sick. So, can I pray for that person? God, do you want to heal that person? Is he thus sick? Well, y- yeah. Okay, then you can do it. All right. just That was extra. Um, no healing actually happened, but the Muslim owner of the laundromat saw me praying. <laughs> I love it. He immediately asked me to pray for his hand. I prayed for his hand, and he said it felt better. I asked him if he knew Jesus. He said yes, but I said, do you know Jesus in your heart? Have you accepted him? He said No. Then I said, well, let's have you accept him. And we said the sinner's prayer, and I told, him, um, I told him that he's accepted in heaven, and the angels are rejoicing. Come on. Amen. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Like, we thought we were going to see a guy's, you know, an, an older man's uh, leg or whatever get healed, but God had other plans. Maybe that guy got healed the next day. All right. I got a couple more. Is that all right? I've got the mic. All right, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. So a couple of our friends here in our community, and, you know, I don't mind saying their names. If you want their names, come up to me later, but I want to give God all the glory, and I honor my friends for taking risk. But at the same time, I don't want you guys to look at people and be like, well, that totally happened to them. (laughs) They're anointed, or wow, it totally happened to her. She's a leader. Like, no, these are people just like, Hanging out in the seats? So there's one person. So uh, anyway, so, so my, my friend, like, is, like just talking to God. Is hanging out at Starbucks because that's what he does during the day. And and he's just asking God, like, hey, what do you want to do today? And he gets a vision of his friend who's a nurse. And 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 he gets a vision of who she's going to meet later that day. It's this tall woman, brunette, in like 30s or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Let me know. If, let me know. What you, and he texts her this. So she says, thanks. I'm on my way to work right now, actually. And so she, she's... Going through a day, and and um, later that evening, I'm with my friend again, and he's like, and and, and the girl who, who's the nurse, the nurse basically texts him back and says, "I found the woman. I found the woman." <laughs> and so it turns out she she it's one of her patients. She goes in there, and and she's it's this woman um, brunette about that age, and she starts talking to her, and she basically starts sharing how um um uh. I think she's just sharing how she's just really just really hurt and just really lonely and 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 this nurse this friend of ours um, goes to this our, our community starts starts to tell about how much God loves her and that she's a daughter of God and that she, and that God's never going to leave her um and and, and pointing out uh, pointing all that out to her and and so this brunette woman just starts receiving this love and gives her life to Jesus right there in the patient's in in her room right there. Come on, that's really good news. And so this is happening like every day. Like I keep getting, I got three testimonies this morning, right? Like a few of our setup crew, when because they set up early, they decided to go get coffee somewhere. And on their way to coffee, they found some people that needed healing and they got healed. They were getting coffee and people got healed. <laughs> All right, come on. I just think you got to know this stuff's happening, right? Because this, this, this is your family, right? And when I hear stories like that, I'm just like, wow, God, it's working. It's really working. Like, it'd be enough for me if we just came together and worshiped him. But the fact that, like, we get to partner with God is amazing, Yeah. Come on. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we just bless this day, God. I thank you for what you're going to do. Yeah. You're doing so much already, God. Amen. Come on, I'm just going to read a little bit of scripture here, um, and, and I, and I felt I felt like I just kept hearing the same phrase over the past maybe four days: the simple gospel, the simple gospel, the simple gospel, and I just became this like this blaring thing to me of just like you know we could talk. I I personally I know we could all heard a lot of testimonies or stories and and preaches and stuff and sermons, and I is that just me? Do I am I the only one that has always listening to sermons? Um, but uh. uh But I I can't get away from the simplicity of the gospel. Like it'll get you through everything. It'll launch you into your destinies. It'll it'll fulfill all your dreams. The gospel? Yeah, the gospel. But I thought but I'm but I'm saved. I know. I know. The, The gospel actually isn't just to get people saved. That's actually that's the that's the door prize. <laughs> going, going to heaven, get, getting a ticket into heaven is just the it's just the beginning. But the gospel is really all about ha- what happens after that. So I was going read out of Galatians 4. Um Wow. Thank you, Father. Yeah, so yeah. Cool, so I'll just start at the beginning, Galatians 4.1. Um, what I am saying is that as long as this is Paul, this, by the way, this is Paul talking to the church of Galatia, okay? Um, what I, and, and, and the Galatians were kind of like this, this group that, that radically accepted God first and then fell back into works and tried to work for their salvation, decided that they wanted to be really good Christians, and so they're going to do a lot of stuff to look really good for people. And so he says, what I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental for- spiritual forces of the world. I think it's interesting, and I'll just just quick note here, that you can be a Christian and be an heir to the kingdom and still think you're a slave. And still not know you're a son or a daughter. And still not know what access you have to the father. Because the slaves have little slave houses, don't they? They're like like the servants' quarters, you know. And it's like, you know, they come in, ask what the father wants, and they go back and then they do their thing. The sons get to pile in the bed with Papa in the morning. <laughs> At least they do in our house. <laughs> um, too often. And, um, but, but, but sons and daughters, they get to pile in bed with the father. They get, to, they get to hang out with him in the most intimate places. It says, but when, the, when uh, verse 4, when the, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. We get saved into the family. And then it says this, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, or Daddy, Father. So you are no longer a slave. Say, I'm not a slave anymore. Come on. You are no longer a slave, but God's child. Since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So yes, we're an heir to heaven. We're an heir to the kingdom. We're an heir to everything that God has. But more than that, the gospel is about you moving out of slavery and into sonship. We read, read that, sing that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a son, a child of God. And, and that's so significant. It is. Like, I'm telling you guys, like, it's the simplicity of the, of the, the simple parts of the gospel that that if you just curl up inside some of that stuff, like, <laughs> it'll, it'll wreck your life forever. It will, it will make a mess of your life. I'm serious. Like, I hold it together up here. Like, I'm a mess. You think about that. Think about that. Listen. Listen, the gospel wasn't about, the gospel, it, it, it's, it's not about moving from a sinner to a saint. It's not just about... God didn't just save you because you're a sinner. He saved you because he wanted you to be close and, and, and cuddly with him. He saved you. He, he, the, the, the cross, the G, G, what Jesus did on the cross wasn't just to, to remind you that you're a sinner and you need a savior. The cross was a reminder of how incredibly valuable you are. Right? Wow. Come on, that'll wreck you. Because every day we wake up and we're not sure God's going to show up in our life. What are we saying? I don't know if I'm worth it. I don't know if I'm going to get a house tomorrow. Or I'm gonna, I don't think I'm going to be able to find a new job or find a new house or get a relationship. I don't know if I'm worth that. And so, what do we do? We get on our hands and knees and we beg God to do something for His servant. And that's okay, that's a start. But really, what, what the cross really did was to take us out of the servants' corners and into Papa's bed, in, into his house. I don't know if, if that's weird for you, um, in, you know, in, into his room. <laughs> Listen, I know we're all different. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's good. I just, I get kind of emotional and I start talking that way. But, come on, you know, I'm going to read something that I I, write, I wrote one time. It says, We think that our prayer to be saved is about getting to heaven, but, it, but in reality, it's to have heaven to come into us. It's about becoming one with God. We get restored back to our original value so that we can walk in his image, to manifest his heart, to see the way he sees me so that I can see you the way he sees you. When I become love, it's not about tolerating people. See, listen, the whole, the whole thing about the gospel is that you would see you the way he does. You know why, you know why God put his son into you? He said, you know, that Jesus came, that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You know why? Here's why. So now every time he looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees his son, Jesus, who's perfect and blameless. So when you look in the mirror, you can look in the mirror and say, Wow dude, you're amazing. I just, I see the love of Jesus staring back at me. So that when you don't feel super lovable, God doesn't look at you and say, yeah, you're not that lovable. He looks at you and says, oh my gosh, you're so valuable. You're so wonderful. I, I just want to spend time with you. Can we spend time together today? Can we go to Starbucks today? Can we go to, can we, can we go to work together today? See, the Holy Spirit was put in you. Is that the scripture here? Yeah. So because you are his son, this is verse 6, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. See, see God did something really smart. He foolproofed this plant. He doesn't have any other plans, right? You've heard that, right? Like God doesn't have plan B. This is it, right? But he, but he did such a smart thing. He put his, his Holy Spirit in you. And that Holy Spirit in you is crying out, Abba, Abba, Father, I'm here. I'm here. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. Come get me. I'm, I'm, I'm worth all your time, right? Because what do we do as Christians? We forget to say, Father, I'm here, Right? We, get, we get worried, we get stressed, we get fearful. You know, we could raise hands and everybody here has, has been in that place. But, but the Father did something brilliant. He put His, His Holy Spirit in you. Not just to do miracles and, and signs and wonders, which is awesome. But He did it because His Holy Spirit is on repeat in you saying, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. And it's like, all you've got to do is just got to let it happen. See, the battle, the battle in in this world is not about whether that's true or not. Right? We don't battle with with, with flesh and blood. We don't battle against people, against other other things. We battle against the Spirit, the principalities. Why? Because the principalities are trying to tell you that that this isn't really happening. You're not really a son. You're not really that loved today, right? How many of you guys have ever heard that before? Right? Come on. This is simple, isn't it? I know. But it's it's the gospel. There's nothing else. Like, I know we could spend a lot of time, like, doctrinally, and we will. I'm just kind of getting all my core messages out of the way. (laughs) Because this is core. Listen, guys, you can read your Bible and we can, can, and I I, I do, I I almost just read through all of Romans 6 today just because it'd be fun. But, but listen. If you can't get this at this at the heart of who you are, at the heart of who you are, at the foundation of what you believe about you, if you can't, if you don't see that you're worth everything, that the King of the Universe, the God that is literally creating solar systems right now today, if you can't understand, you need to understand like that guy. Really, that guy? Yeah, the guy that, that, listen, he knew your name before time began. And he says, you're chosen. He says, I love you. He says, there's nobody else he wants to spend time with. I know it's simple. I almost, I almost feel bad. <laughs> I feel like we should, like, preach more of the message, but it's the message. And we can play this out for, you know, for long, long periods of time, but I'm not, I don't really want to preach a long message because I just want you to get this little piece. Everything we do is through this filter that you're his son, you're his daughter. You know, I live with my friend Gene right now. We're just, and, and he's like a broken record. I love him for it. It doesn't end. It's like, I know, but I'm a son. He's I, I, it's, like, it's fine. I, I don't mind doing this because I'm a son. Someone told me this, you know, they told me I, I, I didn't get the job today, but it's okay because I'm just a son. And it's like, you could be like, all right, all right, I get it, I get it. But you don't. I don't, but I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And literally, if every Sunday, I, we're not going to do this, I promise. But every Sunday we could get up here and just, just say, you're a son, go be blessed. <laughs> but I want more. There's so much more in the kingdom. That, but but, but this is a simple gospel. And And it really is. It's. Then it says, Formerly you did not know God. Verse 8. You were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. You were slaves to those things that commanded your attention. Money, fame, I don't know, what else? But then he says this. "But, But now that you know God, and this is really cool, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to these weak and miserable forces? Right? Because these are the Galatians church. They were going back to the way they were trying to work for salvation. But there's no working. There's no message of once you're a son, then the work begins. Oh, good. You got saved. Put your gloves on because it's going to get messy. But now that you know God or are rather known by God. You know, you can tell God you love him till you're blue in the face. But it may not transform you. It may not change your heart. But I'm more concerned with myself that I know God loves me. See, it's not an issue of how much you can love, it's never been an issue of how much you can love. It's always been an issue of are you loved? I was teaching a mini prayer train this morning. Um, and I, I just said, you know what, if you could just leave somebody with the understanding of how loved they are and how much God believes in them, that would be perfect. Because you're, I mean, think about it. Think about what issue or problem in your life can't be transformed by the God of creation, knows your name, loves you, and is working on your behalf to change everything that needs to be changed? Think about that. Think about that. You have a friend. Let's just imagine you have a a close friend of yours that has a billion dollars. Like, talk about discretionary income, okay? And they just want to hang out with you all day and pay for all your bills. Whatever you want to do, I want to do it with you. I'll pay the bill. I've got lots of extra money. It's not a big deal. Oh, you want a new car? Cool. Oh, you need a job? I got jobs. Oh, you need a a new place to rent? Oh, you need... Oh, wow. You're hurting. You need a friend. So... Imagine, imagine that. Think of how much you wouldn't worry about all the things that we worry about in Orange County, right? But that's just, I mean, unless just the money part of it. I know that's, that's, that's so small. But you have the God of your heart that walks around with you and is waiting. He's just waiting to give you more. If you're lonely, He's just walking around with you, waiting for you to recognize that He's right next to you. You're not alone. And like, if you're like, a, you know, I was thinking about today, I was thinking about like high school kids. That's a rough place. Like middle school, that's a rough place. <laughs> we, were, we were riding the trolley in, uh, uh, down at Laguna Beach. And these, these like five or six, I don't know how old they were, like 12, 13, 14. I don't even know anymore. I can't even tell ages these days. But we were like waiting. I had my stroller all broken down to ride the trolley. It's like, you know, I'm lugging it, you know. And these, these six kids, I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sure they'll, let. and they just like push us out of the way and jump on the trolley. <laughs> I'm just, I wanted to say something. I'm like, they don't care. <laughs> and I just, I just not, I, 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 as I was sitting down, I just remembered, because was, there was a couple other young people there, and I could feel the loneliness and the awkwardness that they were like experiencing. And I know as adults, we do that too sometimes, but And I just thought, man, they just, they probably really need Jesus. They probably really need to know how loved they were, how loved they are. They probably really need to know that they don't need to perform for their friend next to them. They probably really need to know that they're enough. They just need the gospel. It's not that they need to be saved, whether they are or not. They probably, you know, but they probably just need God. Like I need God. Every morning. I want to take a minute, and I just want to spend some time with God together. Is that all right? I know in church we would do things differently, but this isn't really church. So we don't have all the restrictions. And so we get to do whatever we want, right? Cool. And if this doesn't work for you, then I totally get it. It's all right. Side note, I have a core value that if if people can feel really, really loved, you can lead them anywhere. And so, I, honestly, God's, God's heart is to make us feel so loved and secure that he can lead us in some really wild places. That's good. Okay, good. So let's do that. <laughs> I'm way off my notes. It's just, it's fun at this point. Um, yeah, I hope you can follow me. See, listen, God has so much in store for you. But you will never get there until you realize just how loved you are. I promise you, like, we had a home group for for a long time, and I used to tell our home group, especially when we were first starting, guys, if you can get people that have never been in our group before to feel more loved than they ever have inside of four minutes, we can do anything we want. Because we did some pretty radical stuff. We would... We would prophesy over people. We speak, you know, t- tell them what God's doing in their life. We we heal the sick in our meetings. We we we'd stretch people. We we it, it was it was great stretching. We, but most incredible life transformations happen. And so, if we can make people feel more love than they ever have inside of four minutes when they walk in that door, grab them, hug them. I love you. Do you know Wow, wow you're awesome. I see God all over you. Come on into our family. Let's do this together. The hard part. Is when people walk into a church or a room and they don't feel loved, then you can't. Then any level of awkwardness is too much. Now that's true in this room right here, okay? Right, and 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 as a as the father of this house, I just want to I want to I want to tell you guys that you guys are all part of the welcome team, and, and I and I want you to know if you see someone walking in that that uh, that that looks alone or isn't sure what's going on, just grab them. And just say, wow, I see God all over you. Come on in. I see God loves you so much. Welcome. Is this your first time? You look totally lost. No, don't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We, we have teams for that. Yes, but I want to commission you all. All right. Can I do that? Is that legal? Can I ask you guys to take ownership of this family? If we can do that well, like there's no limits. If it's up to five people every morning, like we're we're going to have a lot of a lot of uh, growing pains. But if I can but if I can trust you guys to just love people really well when they walk in, like we can do anything we want. Guys, and so let's let's take this beyond this. God's got a dream that for um let's just God has a dream that he wants you to um to 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 manage a whole company. Let's take business because we don't always use business. He wants you to manage a whole company someday. Like, well, I'm right now, I'm just, I'm data entry. I'm like, I know. But God's dream is, that's that's the call in your life, to manage a hundred people. That sounds scary. I know. Do you know how God wants to get you there? Here it is. He wants you to feel more love than you've ever felt in your life. Did you get that? See how simple that is? He wants to put you in places that you're embarrassed, right? One of our friends got to, um, got to, uh, sculpt something for, um, for a big music production called Bethel music. Amazing. Right? That, that's scary. That's a lot. Like, that's like, wow, really God, you want me to, that's like, Hey, Aerosmith, Aerosmith says, come and take my, come be my personal photographer. And uh, my sister was actually his personal photographer for a while, um, She's amazing. You got to meet her. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but listen like, our everyday life is easy, but what if God calls you to more? His, his only plan is to reveal the gospel to you. That's his plan. How many of you guys have dreams? Raise your hand. I got, how many of you guys have big dreams? How many of you guys need bigger dreams? See, your dreams aren't even big enough, okay? You can have them, but I'm telling you guys, they're just not that impressive. Because once you connect with God, he starts showing you the real dreams. And you're like, that's not going to work for me, God. (laughs) I wanted a home group. God gave me a room full of revivalists, like lovers of God. Like this is scary sometimes. The only way I can can get through being in this place is by reminding myself how much God loves me and he's for me. Listen, your dreams will never be fulfilled. He won't let you get near your dreams until your heart can handle being in those places. This this is it, guys. This is kind of cool. Cool. Think about the, the, the prodigal son and father. So I think it's the prodigal father, but the son left, right? So the prodigal, the story of the prodigal son, I think that's what we call it, is, is that he wants his inheritance early. My wife is laughing at me. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right, Jesus. Think about this. The son, this is brilliant. I could read it, but I, I, I actually want to finish. Because I, try <laughs> All right. Come on. I, all right. I actually have a really esteemed past. So I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm not a mess all the time. Um, okay. So back to what I was saying. So the prodigal son, right? He's like, father, I want my whole inheritance now. I want to go do cool things with my money. And so he gets, so his father's like, all right, I love you. I love you. Here's, here's, here's your half of the inheritance. He takes off, right? And he, and, he, and he goes after his own, you know, dreams-ish. And, and he starts making a huge mess, prostitutes, whatever, spends it on stuff. Um, and then he ends up broke. And there's like a depression going on. So there's no work. So the best he can do is work like feeding pigs, right? And he's sitting there going, man, I, I, why did I leave? I should just go back. My, at least at least I could, I could feed the, the animals with my father, right? So he runs home and the father, I love the story. It's great. The father who loves first ran out before the son was ever looking for him or before the son you know, saw him, he called him back, put a ring on his finger, put a robe on him. They, they celebrated the return of the son. But let's look at what's happening here. The son tried to go after his dreams before he knew how loved he was. Right? How do we know this? Because the son, like, didn't realize what he had. He didn't realize he was a son. Right? And so we wanted to go prove that he was worthy and valuable. But when you know how loved you are and how valuable you are to the Father, you don't go off and do stupid things like that anymore. Listen, the root of sin is not knowing who you are. You don't need a 12-step program if you just figure out the one step of, like, Jesus loves you a lot. And you don't need to go find your value in some bottle or pill or eating or whatever. This is all like full circle. It's blowing my mind. See, listen, guys, this is, it, it's so simple, isn't it? But it's all over the Bible. It's everywhere. It's everywhere in this thing. And I'd have my real Bible, but we left it on the RV we rented. We're getting it back. <laughs> I realized, like, that's horrible. All right, so, so it's all over. This is just the, it's just the gospel. Do you see? It's just Jesus. Well, what about the book of Revelation? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's in there, too. I've seen it. It is. It really is. I'm not, I, I'm not confident enough to talk to you all about it, but it's, but it's in there. It's in James. It's in John. It's in Timothy. It's in Philippians. It's in Colossians. It's throughout the whole book. He doesn't change the subject. It's always about how much you're loved. Listen, it was written on the freaking cross. Behold the king of the Jews. Behold the king of my sons and daughters. Like, what if it said, behold the king of my heart? And there he is going up there to pay a price so that you'll never be away from him. Whoa. I never thought of that. It's everywhere, guys. It's not complicated. But if you'll just keep showing up and say, God, teach me about this love. If you'll keep showing up, say, God, I got I to be loved more because clearly yesterday was rough for me. Listen, if all you did during worship is you sat in your chair with your eyes closed and said, God, I love, you're just, you love me so much. Tell me again how much you love me. Just tell me again how much you love me. And your friend's like, shouldn't you be like singing and worshiping? No, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do right now. Listen, if that's what you need, come and sit in the chair and get loved on by God. You'll never be the same. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.